unpacking the many crises that shape who we are and what we believe in. This is Identity Crisis Collective with Chloe and Jake. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to the Identity Crisis Collective podcast. And in celebration of our new pilot format, the most important thing in the world, Chloe had an amazing idea, which is to essentially turn this episode into a kind of mini version of that with just a pick and mix format. It's not really a mini Mm. version. It's like a a maxi, super souped up version of... I'm running out of adjectives. (laughs) Um, So we've got four topics that we're going to dive into over the course of the next X number of minutes. Um, things that we we we, are, we find important and we're interested in, but probably don't have enough content to go into an, a, a full episode, or have too much content and we really need to reduce the amount of time we dedicate to a topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the first on our list is tattoos. So I don't have any. Um, it comes Lay. up from time to time. <laughs> do you? You don't have any, do you? I have one. Where about? Me oh, being like your lame, I have one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah sorry. We've got a uh, a full sleeve a over rebel. here. What have you, so what have you gotten again? I can't remember. Uh, it's dumb. It's very dumb. I got a matching tattoo with my bestie for her birthday. And it is a worm wearing a hat playing cards. I love it. I love it's it. It's like it is. It's very much... The vibe that I mean, if it's not me, like I don't know what is. <laughs> that's that's very you. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm feeling it a lot. Whose idea was it though to get matching tattoos? I think oh, we always had this idea, and I still kind of want to do it, even though we already have one matching tattoo of getting each other's names tattooed on the inside of our lips. Oh, okay. Because... That oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'll, I'll let you justify it before I judge you. It's dumb like it's so unbelievably stupid and it suits us so well (laughs) because also (laughs) something that you need to know about like me and my best friend Haley, she and I have been best friends since we were like literally negative number and we have wanted to stop being friends and we've been very toxic with each other for like a vast majority of the time we've been friends but we made it through that, so we're like, are we just like too stubborn at this point to stop being friends? <laughs> Which we are. We are too stubborn to stop being friends. So that's why, like, y- you know, if you're gonna get a tattoo with someone, it's gonna be the friend that you're too stubborn to stop being friends with. Well, that's the thing that I. The, as soon as you said matching tattoos, I'm like, this is um, this is amazing, but that is fraught with danger, right? It's like yeah, the, the, the yeah. thing that you always hear the horror stories with tattoos is like, oh, I got my. My boyfriend's name or his initials, Don't do and that. then and then yeah. we broke up, or yeah, it was my husband, and then we divorced, and and, and you, they get those horror stories every time, and I just, but yet yeah, something so beautiful about having a worm. I'm ignoring the lip thing; it's disturbing. <laughs> um, there's something beautiful about a matching worm, and it I is. like to think well, two worms. They're playing cards. Um, do you know what game of cards is it? You know, is it? Oh, um, I would have to probably go ahead and say it's the game spit also known as spoons i think um i, I don't you're gonna have to talk me through this this is when we're, okay. we're very tangential <laughs> but I, I just this is new to me okay well it's a game that Haley and i like Haley and i were losers i'm still a loser so is she and we when we would hang out when we were kids all we would do we would like write out a sheet of like card games and we would like tick them off one by one 
and like go through our little order that we wanted to go through. And one of the games that we loved to play because it was so chaotic and stressful was a game called Spit, which basically is like you have to get rid of all your cards before the other person gets rid of all their cards. And then you have to like slap them in the face, basically. <laughs> Not slap them in the face. You have to like slap the, the card pile that you want and it gets dangerous. Uh, okay, so it's based off... I've just done a speedy Wikipedia search. Um, it's a variation on a game called Donkey, which is also called <laughs> Pig. And there I you go. I, I feel like I. Why do cards game? Why do card games? Here's a question. Why do card games have such terrible names? I think because only losers play them. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, I, no, no, only no, no, loses. No. I play take umbrage. I take umbrage with that. Come down, fight me. We'll play a wonderful game of Go Fish, and I, I will. Win. I have not played it in so long. We are- you, I. That's what's embarrassing <laughs> is that I have played it recently. Like I play it at least once a week by myself. That's something. Actually, this is off topic, but I did a quiz with my boyfriend the other day that was like. What's something other people don't know about you? And something people don't know about me that I'm sharing very openly on this podcast right now is that as a child, I was extremely lonely. So I would play card games by myself and make sure it was, I was never cheating. Like make sure it was always even, even though I could see what the other deck was. Did you let yourself win every now and then? No, (laughs) I I was very like, I'm like very strict on the rules and like there was me and then there was like the other me and like every now and then like it would, it would change up who would win. It was really luck based. It was very much luck based. Uh, Jump ahead in this episode if you want to hear us talk about popularity. Just keep this one in mind. (laughs) Yeah, like everyone wonders why I have no friends. (laughs) This is is why. Something that uh, no one knows about me, and this is a desperate attempt to try and bring this back to tattoos, is mm-hmm. I want a rose tattoo, but I'm not cliched, I promise. I don't mm. I don't really have a meaning behind it, whereas I know it's, it's generally a symbolism of love or loss, and which is a, a very broad spectrum. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the two fundamental human truths is love and, and loss. I don't know. I just, I just like it. This is a nice, yeah. nice, nice flower. You know, I mean, go for it. Go you for know, something like... small on like your ankle or something. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a minimalist anyway, and so yeah, I'm, I'm I like minimalist design, and I think that that kind of sounds such a, I sound terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like those are the sort of things that I like. So I like I would probably yeah. have it, you know, something like an ankle or. Like a knee tat would be great. No, I'm not. No, I think like I honestly think that you being like fully tatted, even though it sounds insane, like would like level you up. Like you're like evolving as a Pokemon kind of thing. Like, well, here's the thing. That sounds amazing. I like the idea. And this is weird because anyone who knows me is like, you're the most meek, anxious person ever. (laughs) I do like that idea a lot. It's just, I have so many. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not problems, but I, I just foresee there being problems in my future if I went down that path. Um, yeah. Full forward for Collingwood. Absolutely my future if I get, you know, a sleeve <laughs> and both both arms done. But uh, I don't know. I, that's a, And that, that in itself has, has its own set of problems. But, you know, yeah. I just... I, I don't know. And have we really sort of become more accepting of tattoos over the ages? Mm, I, I don't think, think so. I don't think we really have, no... I think that we 
hope to be and we want to be and I, I obviously there's lots of places that are very inclusive in their hiring and blah 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 but realistically in any kind of business setting people are not gonna take you seriously even other people with tattoos as well like you, you that's the kind of thing that it's gonna take a lot longer than right now to come to that point yeah, and it's and then you get into the um, and we're obviously not the people to talk about this, but then you get into the um, topic of tribal tattoos and, and tattoos that have um, that are important to your heritage and mm-hmm. your culture and the way that that gets seen in broader society because it's not something that we see very often in you know the yeah. white Western world, um, but just across the ditch, it's part of Maori culture and it's part of a lot of Pacific Islander cultures. So I, I just, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I kind of, the thing is, right, I'd have to, if I'm going to do tattoos, you have to look a certain way, I think, as well, if you were going full body tats, right? If we're talking like yeah. full hog, which means I'd have to go to the gym. And I, I like <laughs> my lockdown body uh, and the... Mm. Some amount of, of weight I've put on. I, I, I don't know. I think it. I think it'll suit me. I. I don't know. I'm sort of I in two minds. I just. I, I just don't think I could pull really it off. Well. I don't think I have the confidence to pull it off. I completely disagree. I think that you exude confidence while being incredibly anxious because they're not the opposite. <laughs> if that makes sense, like they're not opposite things. You can be anxious and extremely confident at the same time. I do it all the time. <laughs> um. So I think I think you actually ooze confidence, and I think that if you walked around with like full body tattoos, people would be like, "That guy knows what he's doing." But is that is that coming from a place of intimidation or respect? Because if it's coming from a place of intimidation, then I'm into it, but only for my enemies, and that's that's a <laughs> reasonable. You only show list. them to your enemies. You take a shirt off around your enemies. You're like, look at oh, me. Gotcha. Yeah, but like especially if I'm built, if I'm built the way I am at the moment, then. I think I'll be putting layers on rather than taking them off. <laughs> I don't know, it's it's an interesting point. I feel like we've gone down a psychoanalytic path, which oh, is fascinating. Uh, when do we not? Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, very very good point. But I've like I have always been completely obsessed with tattoos, and the fact that it took me to twenty one to get one is very embarrassing. But I also would like at some point to have some kind of career in the performing arts of some kind. And tattoos are not their favorite things in the whole world because they're not super easy to cover up. And you can't just like be playing a 14 year old and have a giant tattoo or like giant tattoos all over you. So that sucks. But I do love them and I really love the art. Like, honestly, we when we were talking about doing an episode on tattoos, we were like, we should get a tattoo artist or someone who's like fully tatted to come on and talk about their love of it because it's just like incredible yeah my my partner's got a couple of tattoos now and every time she's gone and gotten something or wanted to get something it always comes back to that that you've got artists and it's it's the same in any other medium but skin is very much a form of um it's it's a canvas if if nothing Mm -hmm. else yeah. Um, it's just a canvas that can affect your job prospects. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's also, um, I definitely left out a detail on my tattoo. It's on my butt cheek. <laughs> okay, so. The fact that I did didn't I, mention that. I'm just trying to re- remember. I don't think I said, um, why haven't I seen it yet? No, I don't need to. <laughs> no, now you know. But realistically, I will show it to anyone. I don't care. I think it's super cute. His name is 
Oh my god, what's his name? You can't believe you've forgotten his name. I know, I'm actually really upset. His name is Gerald, so that's his name. I Gerald. got there. His name's Gerald. If He's you want to so see cute. photo no. Um oh, actually, I'll post the... it. Like if you want to see it on the socials, honestly let us know because I will post it. The only reason I haven't posted it yet is because it's been like cold and I've been really pale. Like oh. I wanna put like a nice fake tan on and like take a cute pic. <laughs> In like a bikini or something, you know. Okay. There's a there's a future episode in the etiquette of taking photos of one's bottom um, for the purposes very true, of, very, of showcasing very, very true. art. And mm-hmm. if you're a tattoo artist and you've worked on people's bottoms and you'd like to join, let us know. Slide into our DMs at Chloe. Comment Jane. down oh. below. <laughs> speaking of sliding into DMs, um, mm-hmm. and speaking of bottoms, uh, popularity <laughs> uh, is a curse. And yes, very I just true. want to make the point that no one cares about you. The universe uh-huh. is really big. You are really small and insignificant. No one cares about you. And that's sad, yeah. but it's also freeing. Um, oh, absolutely. But also that doesn't stop me from always assuming that everyone is staring at me and everyone is thinking horrible things about me at all times. That's oh, yeah. mental illness. <laughs> 100%. And, and like talk from me from someone who's got terrible imposter syndrome, the reality is most people aren't looking at you. Yeah. And that's really bad if you're trying to launch a podcast, let me tell you, because no <laughs> one is clicking on those Very links. Very true. No one cares about our tattoos. Absolutely. It's funny to me how I still... And this is maybe a um, a, a session for my psychologist, but I, I, wonder, I, I find it funny that I still have hang-ons from high school with respect to popularity and my understanding of the world, even though I know full well as adults, a lot of it doesn't matter. But then I see certain things as an adult and I go, you know what, there's part of those clicks and, and those sort of dynamics where actually the real world is decided on that petty crap. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I feel about it because well, it's, it, I yeah. feel like I can't really escape from it. I, I feel like I can't just move on and grow when a lot of the world is is clicky and is horrible. Mm, and oh, yeah. Social Absolutely. media, it's very... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm getting really stumped in this episode. I think it like carries on, like it carries on the like need for popularity. Yeah, it, outside it sort of, of high school, it rams it down your throat, and I, I find it interesting. So Instagram trials um, taking hiding the number of likes that you get on a post, and they did this in Australia for many years. It was something like three or four years, and they're yeah, finally now to. rolled. They've finally rolled it out across the globe. Um, I think they've made it opt in or opt out, one of the two, mm-hmm. um, but. They, they, they trolled it in Australia and at, at st- when at first we were like still in high school, I think it was we were towards the end of year 12, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. They brought it in and it instantly felt very freeing mm-hmm. for a moment. And then because it's it masked the real problem, the real problem is it was this was a dopamine hit for us as opposed to yeah. um, we're getting a dopamine hit off of something that's not sustainable or not healthy as opposed to mm-hmm. how many people have liked my post. Because the reality is you get 20 likes on something, that's 20 people who've seen it, right? There's many more who've seen it and haven't liked, but that's at least 20 people. Yeah, I dare you to picture 20 people in a room. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. That's so, very true. So then when you get into people who you get into like the publishing game or the content creation game, like we're kind of in, and you look at statistics, um, part of my job, my, my real world job is involved social media. And, you know, we're talking about hundreds or, or thousands of people. I can't picture thousands. I can't, mm. the human, the, the brain can't picture above a certain amount. 
right, I think it's once you start to get into the hundreds, it just gets really complicated. Yeah. I struggle to picture above like 50. I see 50 people and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's 10,000 people here. My brain just doesn't <laughs> process yeah. those numbers. And so we're chasing after things. This isn't, I, I feel like I'm trying to be Jordan Peterson and say something profound with a terrible voice. <laughs> the reality is I have nothing profound to say. I just find it really interesting the way that we get conditioned into caring about numbers. And I say yeah. that because I'm also on a, on a Twitter detox and part of it is involving numbers. It's not the fundamental problem, but part of it is is that sort of dopamine of going, someone that I agree with has posted something and that's got more likes than someone to disagree with. Uh, Twitter yeah. invented the ratio, which is all about dunking on someone's terrible opinion and that, again, is based on numbers. So uh, it keeps coming back to that and I, I, I it sticks to me. Yeah, I think... Um... I think that it's, like I said, it just, like, it continues the popularity, like, outside of high school, and it makes you feel uncool, and that's why, like, literally every, if you ever listen to an episode of the Bloody Podcast, it's me being like, hi, I'm such a loser, I have no friends, like, literally 10 minutes ago, but it's... But I I still do that and I still have that like obsession with popularity and what the cool girls think of me just like I did in high school because of like because of Instagram. Well, honestly, just because of Instagram, like anything well, else doesn't really matter. But well, we if you have, have Instagram likes, like that's it. We didn't have sorry to jump on you. We didn't have no, um, we didn't have TikTok, right? Yeah. Whereas I think now, like we've already seen issues with body image and all that stuff come out of tiktok mm-hmm. oh yeah and it would have been the, it would be whatever platform is available at the time right it's all a lot of it is moral panic stuff but there are genuine problems that this amplifies mm. and it's 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 funny it's not funny it's interesting how that has evolved but also how it hasn't changed um and, and then i also look at my path of like self-improvement and i hate that term but like looking after <laughs> yourself properly yeah and I go back and I go, wow, if people see me now, so, you know, people in high school, if they saw me now, it's like, who cares what they think? That's exactly right. I know. It's That's- so hard. It's so hard to get out of that mindset, especially when both of us were, like, feasibly, incredibly unpopular in high school. Like, we had our set group of friends and we did not stray and no one ever talked to us. Yeah. So- it, it was interesting. Like, I had – this is a whole other in- in dump. But <laughs> what I what I find – is interesting again it's not that i'm trying to seek approval from people now it's that i'm trying to seek approval from people from five years ago and the people that they were five years ago not from the people they are now i don't know who the people are now because i got rid of them all on facebook and instagram yeah <laughs> um, because someone had an argument somewhere and i didn't even see it. no that's not true i did that and then there was a massive argument like the next day that i wish i'd stuck around for um, Literally, the universe yeah. was cursing you out. <laughs> no one cares about you. That's the point, right? That's, Again, well, if the universe exactly cared right. about me, it would have sent me a signal: don't deactivate, don't get off the socials, stay on, just do it for another mm-hmm. day, just It'll one okay. more day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, I don't know. Instagram is really hard for me because I mean, I was very, very obsessed with likes when I was in high school, and I was very, very obsessed with. Well, am I posting at the right time, like algorithmically? And it was always like you'd post and if you didn't get a certain amount of likes within a certain amount of time, then you'd delete it and you'd post it again. And it's like now I'm at a point where I genuinely use 
Instagram for just like whatever my brain feels like dumping out that day. <laughs> and I like not worrying about what my caption's gonna be and if it's funny or witty or if it's profound. Like I just enjoy posting pictures of myself or of other things that I like. And then like as if I'm the, I'm the creator of my own likes. I'm putting something out there that I like, which means it doesn't really matter if anyone else likes it. Like, if you yeah. do, congrats. But but that's the thing as well, is that every now and then I'll have people that I admire or people that I like that will comment on it or they'll be like, this was so funny. And I'm like, there you go. Like, that's, that's what I did it for. I did it for me. But, like, <laughs> thank you for your appreciation of my being hilarious. <laughs> I I just I, it's funny you talk about the algorithm and I realize that is literally what I do for work is yeah. make posts and then go oh, do we post at the right time and do I get paid it, yeah, for exactly. it now though so that's the difference but that's that's the thing is that we were in high school everyone was taking it so seriously and I don't know if people still do I don't really pay attention yeah. but we were taking it so seriously as if we were influencers like our money and our job depended on yeah. whether or not we posted it at the right time and it's like With what, we weren't that dude i was me accounts. getting literally like me getting like 40 likes on a picture I'm like let's calm down you know what was really sad the people who bought followers and we knew who did this because they were obviously bot accounts and then every time they get called out on it weirdly the followers just all disappeared yeah yes that's very true people did that very often that's the thing about going to a rich private high school is that everyone was fighting to be the best at all times because they're also like in in rich circumstances in privileged circumstances i should say and the thing um, is it, it wasn't i just want to say when you say rich it's maybe upper middle class at most like there are there are a handful of people who are yeah there was from a money, handful of like rich rich yeah but generally speaking everyone was of a societal group where they wanted to be better than what they were but they were coming that off is exactly a very, right. like a, a, a position of affluence and privilege so yeah there, that culture was there I'm not saying like I, I totally agree but also I'm talking this was not uh, in a eastern suburbs yeah private yeah, like, school let's we're calm talking down. we live in the west <laughs> so yeah. It, Exactly that, but it, which is even funnier to me though, because it's like people who think they have it flaunting it, and they don't really have it. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, and that's exactly what it was. But the but the thing is that going to a school where people had money and people had their their parents' money and didn't still to this day don't have jobs, um, is that they were super popular in high school because they were skinny, they were pretty, their parents paid for everything that they wanted. If they wanted to go out and do whatever, whenever they wanted to, they got it. So it was not an issue of like, oh, my mom said I can't or blah, 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 that it is for like regular human beings. <laughs> and they're like still like popping off on Instagram and like popping off and doing all this stuff because they still have no, like, they've never had any consequences. They're still skinny, even though it's a scientific fact that you put on weight in your 20s as a woman. And none of these people who were the popular girls in high school put on weight, but I sure as shit have. And I'm very upset about it because I have qualms. I have qualms with you defying science. Do you have the money to defy science? Because if so, tell me how much it is. I'll give you an answer, but it's defamatory, so we'll do it off here. <laughs> Chloe, what is the teen girl paradox? Oh, the teen girl paradox. This 
in the notes of this podcast, it says, Chloe will discuss this for a period, for a period of time shorter than three hours. For the love of Please ensure it is less than three hours. I think it's a clear and instruction. I want to make sure everyone on the team is on the same page. <laughs> I can't make any promises. <laughs> Maybe I'll get fired. What if I get, like, <laughs> you just fire me from our podcast? Anyways, the Teen Girl Paradox is basically, I think I've spoken about it before, and then I was like, oh, this needs to be an episode slash a little mini episode. Um, when anything and everything that teen girls enjoy slash love slash are around is absolute garbage to the rest of the world and not that that is fact but that is how people treat it and it makes me sad because i was once a teen girl and i recall people calling things that i really liked garbage and trash but in like a gross way like in a super demeaning and like you're an idiot for liking this kind of way yeah. And it's just yuck. Like, it's so yuck. I really do not like what people do. Like, here's a couple of examples, right? And this is from when I was, like, a teenager. So maybe I'm, like, out of the loop now. <laughs> but Taylor Swift, huge one. If oh, yeah. anyone who was not a teenage girl liked Taylor Swift, it was it was all hell is going to break loose. Like, that is for teen girls and that is only for teen girls. Like, yeah, and, but and, it's ridiculous. And, it's absolutely dumb. Oh, it is. <laughs> so it is. stupid. But also, like, Taylor Swift as well, was it a, musically, was it a weird phase at that point as well? So it was Yeah, because she, she like, was, like, 16 when she popped off. Like, when she started making music, she was so young as well. So then she was a teen girl making music for teen girls and everyone else was like, uh, you listen to Taylor Swift? <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Like, get off. That's a, I was going to say, that's the same for, like, Justin Bieber and One Direction and oh. any of those groups. That Oh, 100%. Not, Justin Bieber is not a group. But any, anyone who came around <laughs> that time, you know, the One Direction. Yeah, Five Seconds then, of Summer. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> I love the memory that you didn't remember you yeah. had. I definitely took part in that belittling, 100%. Yeah, oh, absolutely. As a guy, I did as well. I, yeah. Even as a teen girl, it was like there was like the phase when I was young as well of not like other girls, oh, which was God, yeah. so gross, but it was such a big thing. Like it was everything. And even Taylor Swift herself has a whole song from when she was younger about her being like, I'm not like other girls. And so... There was teen things that, you know, that other teen girls were allowed to like, but the girls that weren't like other girls liked things like Paramore, but other people couldn't like Paramore because Paramore was only for teen girls. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? Like, it's insanity and there's no reason for it. Let's just calm down on the teen girl shaming. Yeah, I, I don't have any objections. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I hate yes. the elitism and I, I, I feel shameful. But that's exactly what it is. It's classism. This is all... It's it's classes. It's just it's just peak. It's Karl Marx would be sitting. Karl Marx. Karl Marx would have been a believer. Um, (laughs) He would have. Yeah, I I just I I feel sort of shameful about the level to which I was an elitist as a kid when it came to music. Yeah, it also comes from a position of gatekeeping, and I hate it because music is. I I have strong opinions on music, but the reality is music is pretty freaking cool. And if yeah. you can vibe with a band or an artist or an album or a genre or a style or an instrument or whatever it is, that's really cool. If you can connect in some way. My first concert was Neil Diamond 
No one, <laughs> it, no one in high school would have even understood what that meant. No, not even a little and, bit. <laughs> and I don't think anyone on this podcast does either. But I, <laughs> I was I was talking to someone earlier today actually, and sort of going through the what I I, I think I described as a train wreck, which is my current Spotify playlist that I've got mm-hmm. on repeat. And I like it. It's uh, it's this weird fusion of influences from my childhood, uh, from things that I've grown into, and. That tells a story. It tells a story of oh, who I 100%. am, how yeah. I've grown, and mm-hmm. I can get to a point where, without any irony, I can go and put in a Taylor Swift song if I think it's a good song. That's exactly right. It's about like the fact that I mean, we still do shake, it, but shake, we have shake grown. it off. What I'm trying to say is, shake oh, it off. Slapped. It was a great song. Oh. Exactly. And everyone tried so hard to pretend that it wasn't. And I knew. I saw right through it the whole time. I said, you're doing the little teen girl paradox, which is something that no one has ever thought of and will only think of in like 2017, probably. Oh, we've got a whole episode in 2014 (laughs) pop music to come. Yeah, well, because it was garbage and also incredible. But that's me saying that it's garbage and that's the Tingle no, no, Paradox over no, no, over again. No, 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 it wasn't. Quality, it was terrible. Um, that, no, it was a, yeah, it's that thing of you can make a judgment on quality. I think that's a separate... There's a distinction on having an opinion of something and going, look, this probably yeah. isn't the greatest work versus yeah. writing it off just because it belongs oh, to an artist or no, was made that by is exactly someone. that's exactly right. And I think... Like, that is exactly what it is. Like, don't... I I mean, I'm guilty of this. Like, I will shame people all the time. Smith Street Band, hello? You, that's not real. People don't like that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate. Um, but, like, I do it all the time. But the issue is that it's not because I'm a teen girl. Okay, you could say I have bad taste. You can go ahead and say that. And no, I'm not a teen girl anymore, but I still fall into that category. I listen to Olivia Rodrigo's album many, many times. Okay, I'm still a teen girl in my heart. But it is just like this thing where they're like, teen girls are segregated from everyone else. And anything that they like is, it just like is to be made fun of immediately. Twilight, hello, like one of the greatest, (laughs) you're going to hate me for this. I love Twilight. I was such a Twilight kid and everyone made fun of me for liking Twilight and it was so upsetting because it was actually genuinely not that bad, okay? You're getting yes. defensive before I've even <laughs> so, had a chance. I just get because a slight I know, crack on the microphone I and you're down know. my throat. Exactly, I know. It's that just it was the meme it was the meme a better love story than twilight okay i get it but also if you actually took the freaking time to watch it and care about it like i did then you would see the good and the bad and you would toss it up and you would say you know what it's about even (laughs) i i would like my my life's creative work judge like judge like that just do one sentence yeah (laughs) <laughs> I want to make sure that the good and bad is even. Um, that's a one way to sell a film. <laughs> it, it is. Two and, and a half it's great. stars If you haven't watched Twilight... No, genuinely, if you haven't watched Twilight in your lifetime because of the Teen Girl Paradox, I'm looking at you, everyone listening right now, 
go watch it. Because yes, it's garbage and yes, it's cringy and yes, there's horrible, horrible, bad, awful things about it. But also when you think about Twilight as well, the first movie was just like an indie movie. Like it was not meant to be a big thing. It was very low budget. And it was just like the writer was like, hey, let's make a movie out of this book that I wrote. And everyone was like, tight, let's do it. Like that's all it was. So it wasn't supposed to be like this huge cinematic thing. And then it just became that. So you have to have context to the lens. This is just, this isn't even Teen Girl Paradox. This is Chloe talking about Twilight for three hours. And again, why I wrote that note about keeping it short and sweet <laughs> um, was F- Fifty Shades was uh-huh. Twilight fan fiction, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Maybe? No. Yes, it was. I was thinking Harry Styles, but that is the no, after that's a, franchise. That's a whole other. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a podcast series in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Going through things that I saw on Wattpad. There's a there's a podcast <laughs> for you. Oh, my God. Um, before mm-hmm. I have a breakdown, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talked about TikTok before and I, I had a realisation and I this won't be new because unfortunately I said it off air, which is that TikTok is the current trendy social media platform. When mm-hmm. we were younger, it was Vine. So for millennials, it was Vine. Where we are at, we're sort of being the early in the Gen Z sort of era where it's kind of like that millennial hangover. Our TikTok or our Vine is actually just YouTube compilations of Vines. Yeah. Well, that is that is like the specific, that's like the definition of being in between millennial and Gen Z is like you didn't, you weren't really on Vine. Like you probably maybe watched like the super popular ones. But what you do now is just go on YouTube and search up Vine compilations. Like Vine compilations that butter my croissant, you know? Yeah, oh my God. And the, the, <laughs> You know exactly just, the one I'm I talking know, about. <laughs> I know, no, I know I do. And, um, but it's, it's that era of that and the hip-hop beats uh, to study to, like that era. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I realized that's exactly why I watch Instagram reels rather than TikToks, even though it's the same content, just on it a different platform. It is exactly the same. It's because and you're I just have... taking your money away from creators. Absolutely. I don't, I don't <laughs> like creators, um, clearly. By the way, <laughs> if you've got some money and you want to give it to us, at Chloe Jake Pod. No, but we'll take it. Uh, I, I think it's that sort of pl- platform agnosticism where it's like, this is just content. It exists wherever it exists. Um, mm. Where I'm less sort of adverse to like, oh, this is a this is a TikTok video that shouldn't be on YouTube. Like, who cares? It's content. <laughs> yeah. As long as the creator, that... as long as the creator is doing it, if you're re-uploading a, a dirty dog, but you know, very like, true. I don't think but... it really matters per se. What I think all of this leads back to is the Teen Girl Paradox because I can say almost 100% that the reason why you haven't downloaded TikTok and partook in it is because everyone is like, TikTok is just girls dancing who are 14 and it's gross and anyone who likes TikTok is dumb. Yeah, but it was at the start. It was. No, it absolutely was. It was because it was musically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So TikTok is a very very different beast to what it was, hell, even six months ago because of the nature of TikTok. Oh, absolutely. 100%. I have no interest in it because of the way the algorithm works. And that, in saying that, you go, well, then why are you on Instagram? Why are you on everything else? (laughs) Uh, I don't want to be on, but I have to be on Facebook (laughs) for some bloody reason. Um, I'm trying to wean myself off Twitter and Instagram I use. Do you know what I did? Here's a... We're tangenting. Um, <laughs> do you know what I did 
a couple of months a couple of months ago. Yeah, a couple of months ago now. Mm-hmm. I did I put my big boy pants on and I deleted my Snapchat. <gasps> because I am twenty one years old. Yeah. And I think and there are yeah. people older than me that have Snapchat and they won't be mm-hmm. listening to this, but I hope to God they do. <laughs> twenty twenty one people. What is the point of having an app? Everything has stories. We joked. We thought Instagram stories were the biggest ripoff of Snapchat. And yeah, look, yeah. look who won. Yeah. Have you ever no, have bad. you seen the news section? What they call the news section in Snapchat? It mm. is an abysmal like yeah. combination of sponsored content, advertising, and just five minute crafts. <laughs> five minute crafts for some reason, but then just weird prank stuff that I don't understand. And I know this mm-hmm. is just like this isn't new. The the weird prank stuff is just like radio prank calls from the nineteen nineties just reborn, right? It's the same yeah, concept. Yeah. It's that funny same videos type shit. It it's not new. It's just reinvigorated for the current trending generation. It's Oh, it's such a dying, dying platform, but it's got funny filters, so I kind of feel a bit sad about it. Well, that but that's the thing as well, <laughs> is that Instagram has, like, better filters and also, like, created by people that use the filters, if that makes sense. Like, you can, like, create your own filters and stuff like that. So it's like, why use Snapchat unless you're 14 and horny, you know? Like, was there ever any other reason? <laughs> And yet again, another great example of the teen girl paradox. (laughs) Very true. Very, very true. Snapchat, I don't look at. And I have young cousins that will like Snapchat me and be like, why don't you ever Snapchat me back? And I'm like, firstly, I haven't responded to an email in seven years. And also... You don't respond to half of my messages. I don't respond to... Look at what I've done with the podcast. So that that checks out is what I'm saying. never responded to any (laughs) message from any person that I actually care about. I'm not on Snapchat and I'm not looking at your Snapchat. And if I do look at it because it sends me a stupid notification every five minutes, even if I get rid of it... And that's why I I got rid of Snapchat. I got rid of Snapchat because of the notifications. (laughs) Well, it it started like sending notifications for... When people upload to their story, I'm like, I don't care about these people. These are people I added on Snapchat when I was 14. I don't care about them. I don't know them. Let me go. Instagram me does go. it, but you can turn it off. Snapchat, their permissions yeah. are just a, a myriad of bizarre options that don't actually work. And then mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I've got an Android, so I can just block it in the... No, no. Didn't no. block properly. So, no. goodbye, Snapchat. It's very sad. Yeah, I should delete Snapchat. Should I do it right now for the pod? Not that it, it's a visual platform and, and no one cares. Um, let well, me just pretend I'm going to do it. Well, uh, it's, 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 fu- it's funny you say that, Chloe, um, because I've, I've got a drone. <laughs> You're an idiot. you you got to got to get rid of Snapchat. Now. Okay, I will do it. But my mum sends me Snapchat sometimes. If that doesn't tell you where Snapchat is at, <laughs> I don't know what does. I'm so sorry, mum. I love you. <laughs> and you, you thought Snapchat's a dying platform. This conversation is also dying. That is a an assortment, a pick and mix of topics for this edition of the podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking with us through this ramble. We hope, <laughs> yeah. we hope you enjoyed it. Um, we've got one regular episode left before we take some time away to refuel and rejuvenate and exfoliate and all those wonderful things. So mm-hmm. do stick around. And if you want updates, the best place to get them is on our socials. We are at Chloe Jake Pod on Instagram. 
Twitter for some reason, uh, and <laughs> Facebook, and probably soon to be TikTok, but definitely not Snapchat. What was your takeaway, Jake? My takeaway is we're going to get our first ever Instagram post taken down because of their nudity filter when you share a photo <laughs> of Gerald on our Instagram. Woo-hoo. I'm glad you remembered his name. That was so long ago we spoke about that. Okay, my <laughs> takeaway. I feel very old right now from talking about all of this like being in high school business. I'm like, oh, that was like a super long time ago and I am getting old. So that's really fun. I'm going to have an existential crisis. Woo! <laughs> so with that, I've been Jake. I've been Chloe. We are off to a nursing home and we will see you next time on the <laughs> Identity Crisis Collective podcast. Bye. Bye.